This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Are you sick and tired of biased hockey talk? Then you have come to the right place. The Drop focuses on the St. Louis Blues, but we also delve into other news from around the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You were headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. Welcome back to another edition of The Drop Podcast. You know the drill. I'm your host, Lance Descott. Today is episode number 272. We're going to be going over the Blues win over the Senators. They didn't have their best game against the Senators, but they were able to eke out a win. The Senators are basically the worst team in the league. But a win is a win. You've got to beat these type of teams consistently. Don't get me wrong. You've got to beat the good teams, the bad teams, the middle of the road teams to get into the playoffs and to have a successful season. But these are the type of teams, the teams that are underneath you in the standings, you need to beat. Now, the records don't show that the Blues are that much more talented than the Senators, but I think if you ask most NHL followers, most NHL fans, they're going to definitely think the Blues have more talent than the Senators. But before we go into that, I want to go over a subject that I've been getting a lot of emails on. I've been getting a lot of stuff from people saying that I'm negative, that I need to be more positive about the Blues getting into the playoffs, that basically I'm a Debbie Downer. I would love to see the Blues get into the playoffs, but my question to you is this. Even if they eke out a playoff spot, do you think this team's going to do anything in the playoffs? Some of you are going to say, you don't know until you get in. Yeah, you do know. You have to at least have shown sometime through the season that you can win four, five, six, seven games in a row, or that you can win eight out of 10, nine out of 10, even seven out of 10. And the Blues haven't shown that. So if they get into the playoffs and they've won like, I don't know, 10 out of their last 12, I might be a little more confident then. But until I see something, I'm not going to just start spouting untruths that I think this team is a playoff team, because they're definitely not. Not only do they have 47 points after this win, but they've got to battle several other teams. All people see is, oh, the Blues are four points out of a playoff spot. The Blues are five points out of a playoff spot. They're going to get there. They're only a few points. No one takes into account that they have to jump all those teams. If it was one team, I wouldn't be so concerned. But four or five teams to jump over to get into a playoff spot or to play better for the rest of their, what, 35, 36 remaining games? It's going to be difficult, guys. It's going to be really, really difficult. And I'm not going to include just teams that are above them. I'm going to include teams that are just a little bit behind them. They have to play better than Colorado. And Colorado's not been playing well. I mean, they've really hit a bad, bad spot in the season. Believe it or not, they've been playing worse than the Blues. Then there's Vancouver, Anaheim, Edmonton. The Blues in Arizona, Chicago, and L.A. are only a few points behind them. So they've also got to look out for those teams. I would love to see them get hot at the end of the season. Like I said, win 10 out of 12, get to the playoffs, win the first round and at least be competitive in the second round, if not win the second round. That would be awesome. But to say that I'm negative, that's just not true. This team has a whole hell of a lot to improve on. Power play's not been great. They've been giving up too many power play opportunities. And even if their penalty kill plays good, when you give up four or five opportunities, you may allow a goal. And you may think, man, that's pretty good. We only allowed one goal. 
but that one goal could be a difference in a game. You must have a good power play and penalty kill to go far in the playoffs. You must be pretty strong in all areas. Defense, offense, penalty kill, power play, and goaltending. If you're weak in one area, it's going to be exposed in the playoffs. Let's go ahead and get into the highlights of the game. It didn't look that good at the beginning when Nick Paul, 4 minutes 34 seconds in, would get a goal to put Ottawa up one to nothing. But no goals yet here in St. Louis. Curtis pass up ahead for Boncher. It was tipped just before it got to him, but he made a great pass in front. Nick Paul took the shot and he scores. The Ottawa Senators take an early lead. That's a big goal for the Ottawa Senators and a huge goal for Nick Paul. That's his first goal of the season. A nice play from the back of the net. Boncher just shovels it out. Nick Paul is there. And he quickly releases this puck. Doesn't give Bing Bennington a time to set up. And he might have got a piece of that. He looked behind him and just couldn't close the legs enough. And that indeed was a huge goal for Nick Paul. He's only played in 18 games this year, but it took him the full 18 to get his first goal. But you got to give credit to Bodker. A great pass in front of the net. He left almost, I guess you could say, open. Schwartz was close to him. And he puts it past Jordan Bennington for a one to nothing lead. As I said, that goal by Nick Paul was his first of the year. Bodker gets his 22nd assist, and I really like Bodker. He is a good player. Tierney gets his 26th assist, and he's been playing very, very good since he came over to the Senators. As I've seen more recently than I did at the beginning of the year, when they get behind, they don't put their heads down. They continue to push, and they would get the next goal from a guy who's been very hot the last couple weeks, Vladimir Tarasenko. Gets his 16th goal on a great pass from Ryan O'Reilly. Seven minutes, 50 seconds in. The Blues are back in this one at 1-1. One one. Riley against Tierney. Play back for Tarasenko. Shoots. He scores! What a shot! Tarasenko played almost 24 minutes in Boston. The second offensive zone faceoff in a row after Maroon had the shot to the slot. Good faceoff win there by O'Reilly. I thought he had lost it, but his second effort was the key. Brady Kachuk was there and close to it, but O'Reilly beat him to the second one, fired it back, and what a wrister that was. O'Reilly is so great in that faceoff circle. That is one of his strengths. He wins the faceoff, gets it back to Tarasenko. Tarasenko doesn't hesitate, and he gets his 16th goal of the year to tie it at one. O'Reilly gets his 30th assist. That was 7 minutes 50 seconds in. We head out of the first period with the Blues actually, for the most part, outplaying the Senators. The Senators didn't play bad. They played pretty good for a team that had played the night before. The Blues, however, did outshoot the Senators 11-6, and Anderson really had to be good in goal for them. Going into the second period, we would see 14 shots for the Senators, but it would be the Blues that would get the lone goal of the period on a hard shot by Vince Dunn, his fifth of the year, 17 minutes, 28 seconds in, and the Blues go up 2-1 to one late in the second. And now Shen again. He rolls out high. Oh, he left it for Dunn. And now Dunn stole it from Bodker. He'll drop it off to Shen. He'll feed it back. Fortuzo is wide open. Done as well. Shoots. He scores! Unbelievable shot! Vince Dunn saved the play to begin with. When Braden Shen went for a drop pass, it looked like they turned the puck over. But Vince Dunn, with some good hand eye coordination, keeps it in. 
And then Bortuzzo plays it back over. Got it beyond the first layer. Dunn was just great at keeping that puck in. He's done that several times this year. And I'm glad to see that some of our defensemen, such as Petrangelo sometimes, have a hard time keeping that puck in the zone. But he kept it in the zone. It ends up on Bertuzzo's stick. Passes it over to Dunn. Dunn puts it past Anderson's glove side. I think he was screened a little bit in front there. But the Blues are now up 2-1. to That goal by Dunn would be his fifth of the year. Bertuzzo gets a sixth assist. Shin gets a 17th assist. There would be 29 shots on goal in that second period. It was a much more offensive period than the first period. The Blues had 15 and the Senators had 14. Going into the third, I think it was important for the Blues to try to get another goal to kind of put the Senators out of the game. Starting towards the end of the second, the Senators looked a little bit slower than they did in the first period. Not by a lot, but I think you could start to see that they were starting to get a little tired after playing the previous night. The Blues would get a power play opportunity, but Magnus PRV gets his fifth goal of the year and second in two nights to tie this one up 2-2, two to two, just a minute into the first. Early goals kill you. Magnus Payarvi comes up with a puck, and he goes for a skate with it. Sends it back to Shabbat. Senators playing keep away. Pass just out of the reach of Payarvi. Then it's in front, and he scores. Magnus Payarvi has scored in back-to-back games, and this is a shorthanded goal, and the Sens have tied it. That's gonna, I think that's going to count. It looks like it goes off his skate, but I, I didn't see any kicking motion initially if I, for Pyarvi. I think he just loves playing in front of his dad because that's just <laughs> two goals with his dad here. And I, right off the skates, look, it just tilts the skates, and that is a perfectly legal play to do today in the NHL. Bennington was in a position to where he couldn't get to that puck when Smith, who originally shot it, put it towards the net. And Magnus Pyarvi's right there with his skate and it goes in the goal. That was definitely a goal. It wasn't an intentional kicking motion with the skate. The skate was just there at the right place, the right time, and the former blue gets back at his old team with his fifth goal of the year. Smith gets his 14th assist. DeMello gets his 10th assist. Ottawa has tied it up at two. For the rest of that period, I thought it was back and forth. Both teams, I thought, played pretty good for that third period. But the Blues would be the ones to get the next goal and the winner of the game from defenseman Carl Gunnarsson, his second goal of the year. And now around Tarasenko, so powerful down low. Gets it for Maroon. No one's in front, though. Now O'Reilly, tough angle. And a shot and a save. It's still loose. O'Reilly in front. Gunnarsson just he scores! Gunnarsson has done it again! Down low and working in the trenches. Stops and starts on the play. The first shot taken. The rebound's there. Look at the way that Maroon dug that out of the glove of the goaltender. Anderson thinks he's got that covered on one side by Maroon. Whistle doesn't go, though. The puck's rolling and on end. He is red hot on the blue line for the St. Louis Blues. Anderson was indeed red hot after that goal. Maroon kept poking and poking at the puck. Anderson thought he had it in his glove. But if you look at the replay, Puck was not completely in his glove. The whistle hadn't been blown. Carl Gunnarsson eventually ends up with the puck, puts it past Anderson, second goal of the year. O'Reilly gets his 31st assist. Maroon, with that hard work in front of the net, gets his ninth assist. The Blues win this one 3-2. Let's head to the stats of the game. Shots on goal in favor of the Blues, 38-30. 
Face-off wins in favor of the Blues, 54% to 47%. Both teams had one power play opportunity. Neither team could capitalize on that. The Senators did have that shorthanded goal, though. The Blues outhit the Senators 25 to 15, and the Senators outblocked the Blues 16 to 11. Let's go ahead and head to the post-game interviews. We're going to hear from Carl Gunnarsson, who had the game-winning goal. We're also going to hear from another Blues defenseman, Colton Pareko, and then, of course, Coach Craig Berube. Just talk about that goal. What? Uh, um, yeah, no, you know, a good shift all over. The fours were, you know, grinding down low, and then just got kind of jammed up in front of the net. Saw my chance, and then. You know, uh, got a little lucky on that shot, but it went in. We'll take him. What was lucky about it? Oh, it just, you know, kind of flooded a little bit, but uh, he, he went in, so we'll take him any way they come. Right? Are you good work with mm-hmm. guys to, to free that puck. And oh, great job. Back. You know, got a little worried that when they're uh, reviewing it, but, uh, you know, good job. Like I said, the forwards are just retrieving pucks down there like crazy, and then uh, I guess that kind of made their team kind of sink in there and open it up. It looks like you were on the bench. Were saying, what are, "What are they? What are they looking for?" Yeah, I, di- I didn't know what they were looking for, and then uh, someone told me, and we saw the replay. Like, I don't know what the call would have been there, but um, you know, good goal. They looked at it, and it's good. Mm-hmm. You don't get them in back-to-back games too often. I think six, seven years ago is the last time, but we'll take this one. <laughs> yeah, I know. good stat right there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's been a while, so no, it's good, especially you know, getting away with a win. Uh, last time against Boston was you know, nice to score a goal, but. Couldn't, couldn't get the two points, so tonight was extra special. It's your third save in four games. What's your save percentage? I don't know, but uh, I hope hope we don't have to do that much more often. Uh, those are those take some years off my life. What goes through your head there? Yeah, uh, I mean, I know that where the play was, and um, usually the puck's coming towards him, that's so I want to make sure I kind of add my guy. And, um, as soon as you kind of see the puck, there. I didn't see it at the beginning, but um, you kind of have a feel that he's going to throw it that way. So once once it's kind of sitting there, it's just do everything you can to get it out of the crease and clear it out. Does Bennington thank you afterwards? Or? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know if he really thanked me, but I'm just, I don't know. He, I mean, he saves our butt all the time. So. It's like you said something to Brady afterwards as you guys were skating away yeah. after that one. Uh, he, he just said he needed that one, so, but <laughs> I just, just kind of laughed. <laughs> What do you make out of Carl Gunnarsson and what he's been doing lately offensively? Yeah, he's he's a huge part of our team, not just offensively, but um, he's just so sound all over the ice. If you watch him, he's he's a huge part of part of the way that we we play and a huge part of our success um, just as a team. And ever since I've came here, he's he's shown me a lot and lo- teach me a lot. And um, he he might not be a standout guy or whatever, but um, to to us he is, and uh, it's it's awesome. You kind of like the way the team handled after giving up that goal at the start of the third period. That was tough, yeah. Um, they responded well, though. I thought they first uh, shift five on five after that was good, but. Well, the guy took a slap shot down the ice and it bounced off the boards. Two, and there are two guys, you know, and. He went, he got it, and shot it over to the, you know, to the guy driving the net. So, you know, it happens. Carl Gunderson's play, we don't think of him as an offensive guy, but it seems like he's added that to his game at least over the past uh, 
Uh, well, I think uh, the way we try to play in the offensive zone, our D are very involved. Um, so there's going to be times where, you know, he's jumping in, into there and into the offensive zone and, you know, getting getting looks like a lot of our D. So we want to control pucks down there and have our D active in the offensive zone. Is that just a bonus, though, from him? His, his yeah, yeah, he's played, he's played really well, you know, and he's not adding offense, so that's that's a good thing too. He played a real good game, all around. Controlled the puck in the offensive zone. Every time he was out there, strong on it. He did a good job. I think he's played well lately for a while. Um, you know, I think he's he's. A lot of times he just hasn't been able to produce. Does the challenge have to do with when he does the puck out from under Yeah, probably, yeah. Um, that's the only thing I can see. I never know now in the league, so. Another strong game. Yeah, uh, again, like, give us a chance to win, and he, and he did that. Um, you know, so he was solid. Yeah. Frank, you were talking this morning about a tough decision on the 7D, you know, have to be in or out, and then you have Gunnarsson score and Dunn score. I mean, that just makes it even more difficult for guys who might be out to step up like that. Yeah, it is. I mean, uh, it makes it hard, but, um, you know, again, uh, I'm going to take seven healthy D all, all day long. So those those are good decisions. Say about Pareko's, I guess it might be awareness that's the, about the third time he's kind of saved a goal and squatted his squad. Yeah, um, they that's a pretty good team over there. Like, they have some real good young skill that make a lot of plays, and they made a lot of plays through the seams that are in our in our end. And our guys did a real good job with their sticks tonight, so they score a lot of goals five on five. I think they're one of the top. I think they're seventh in the league, five on five goals. So they score goals. They got a lot of skill. How'd you feel about your play? Because five on five, had a, probably an edge on them. I think that we're doing a real good job uh, both ends of the ice right now. You know, we're defending well, and our offense's own time is really good, and we're getting a lot of shots. So it's just one game, Craig, but a home game. You gotta feel good about that. Take care of well, we won the last one here too. It was a few games ago. It's two in a row now at home. That's a winning streak. Good to hear the crowd cheering again. Yeah, that's you know it's important to win your games at home. I've I've said it for a while that um, <clears throat> you gotta you gotta have a good home record. You know, it's important to be a real good team at home. Yeah, he shoots. He's shooting it quicker, and uh, he looks a lot more confident right now. He's got the puck a lot. He's hanging on to it. You know, he's being strong with it. Um, he, he looks like a threat a lot of times he's out there now. Well, that's good. David Perron will probably not go on the trip. Any of the other guys, uh, they're all coming on the trip. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts about this 
this trip that you're going on now to close out? Well, it's important that we're st we stay focused and not thinking ahead about the break and things like that. You know, we got L.A. that um, did not have a good outing today, so they're going to be a hungry team, and uh, they're, a, they're a strong team. They're big. It's going to be a hard game, so we got to be ready. And you know, Anaheim's fighting too. So it'll be. They're going. To, they're tough games, both of them. They they always are out there. They're big, heavy teams, and uh, we're we're going to need to play really well. Indeed, the Blues are going to have to play really well. So far, they've played 11 games this month, I believe, and I think they're six and five. That's not good enough. I'm happy to see that they've got two wins in a row at home against Montreal and now the Senators. But for the whole month of January so far, they are 3-2 and two at home. That's not great. It just isn't. It's not good enough. The Blues have two games left in January in both their road games against the Kings tomorrow on Monday and then against Anaheim on Wednesday. They have 35 games left, and they need to get about 48 to 50 points out of those remaining games. It's going to be tough. Can they do it? Yeah but they're going to have to play the best hockey they've played all year long. And they're going to have to hope the teams in front of them don't start playing well. Because if just a couple of those teams start playing well, better than they have been this season, they're going to have issues making the playoffs. My prediction is they're not going to make the playoffs. You know how I felt about this for about a month or two now. You may hear some people say there's a lot of games left but the Blues have not had any great stretches of wins. They've only won three games in a row once. To get 48 points, they're going to have to win 24 out of their last 35. That means they're going to have to win a ton of games, and they're going to have to play complete games. A lot of people are saying, well, these next couple games, they play some teams that aren't so great, some teams that are out of the playoffs, some teams that are fighting for a playoff spot. They've got easy games coming up. Guys, no game in the NHL is easy, especially for a team in the bottom part of the standings. This team is not good. I don't know why people keep thinking that this team, for some reason, is going to all of a sudden start playing great. I hope they do, but I have not seen anything that shows me that. Please show me it. Show me in the next 10 games you can win 8 out of 10. They've just got to show something for me to change my mind. I'm glad a lot of people are trying to be positive and still talking about the Blues making the playoffs, but I will be more positive when they start winning more. Am I happy about this win? Yes. It was a positive win. Ottawa come back and tied it on that shorthanded goal. The Blues didn't put their head down. They played pretty dang good in the third period and they get the win on a timely goal by Carl Gunnarsson. That's great. That is really good. But their next game against the Kings is not going to be easy. The Kings are worse than they are. Statistically, yes, they are. But when was the last time you seen the Blues go into L.A. and dominate or play great? The Kings always seem to get up to play the Blues. That's not going to be an easy game. If they play like they did against the Senators, cut down on major mistakes, they're at least going to be in the game. If they get good goaltending from Bennington or Allen, who's ever in there, they're going to be in the game. If they get good defensive play, they're going to be in the game. They need complete games in all facets of the game. 
That's the only way you win games consistently. And the Blues haven't done that this year. I would imagine Bennington most likely will get the start on Monday. But I want Blues fans to think about something. Jake Allen has been bad in a lot of games this year. But his defense has also let him down time and time again. Bennington hasn't had a game like that when the defense has really let him down. I want to see how he responds to that. He is going to have a game like that. And I hope he responds well. Because that's going to bode well for the Blues' future. But I'm not going to be shocked if he loses a game where the Blues play terrible defense. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy. Let's hope Bennington can keep on winning, and let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email the Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.